Welcome, and thank you for listening to Optics in Action, where we showcase leaders with vision and clarity. My name is Ryan Weiss, founder and CEO of EPS. Our team is focused on enabling companies to align people and process for increased revenue, profitability, and scalable growth while reducing the frustrations of your employees and customers. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. Let's get to our next guest. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Optics in Action, where we spotlight leaders with vision and clarity. And I am so excited to have today Christina Wise, and she is the founder of Healthy Wealthy. And we're going to learn today probably about something that I stumbled across called the entrepreneur money myth that she's going to talk a little bit about. So Christina, welcome to Optics in Action. We are excited to have you, and I'm sure our audience is going to learn a ton from you today. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to be here. And I love the name Optics in Action because when it comes to business and business success and entrepreneurialism, it's about two things. One, clarity and then action. But you need you need your optics to be able to see if the actions are moving you towards your clarity of the future that you're working to create. So love the name and excited to talk about some optics in action. I, I love it. Yeah, it's Absolutely. As I stumbled on the word optics a, a few years ago, and it was really became like clarity and focus and alignment. And the word optics has two meanings. It has one that's very technical, a study of light, which has all those words. And it also has the perceptions of people about a situation. And, uh, and so I think it's going to be interesting thinking about the technical stuff and the people side of this entrepreneurial money myth. I, I'm excited to explore this. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself and like, why do you do what you do? What what compels you? Yeah, well, I've been an entrepreneur my entire career, so that's thirty years at this point, and uh, I don't. I it's been a good ride for me. I've learned a lot. Like entrepreneurialism isn't easy. I'm certainly unemployable, so I had to figure this out because getting a real job just isn't in my DNA. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, on, the entrepreneurial ride has been my whole life and I've studied business. I've got about a decade of real business study. I've launched several companies. I've exited companies. I'm, I love business and I love a side aspect of business or byproduct of good business called money. And so this stage of my career of studying money and business and money for the sake of creating wealth and financial freedom and how we as entrepreneurs can build a business that creates freedom, not creates a a, a chain around our leg where we are so uh, shackled by our business. We don't have the freedom that we thought we ha- had because I actually, my first business I built very successfully and multi-million dollar business and had a lot of notoriety, was very well known. And people thought I had it made. And on one hand, I did. Like my business was very successful as well as my identity, but I hated my business. It owned me. I didn't own it. And I didn't have freedom, even though I created a business to create it. I didn't have any. And it was growing. And the more it grew, because I thought growth was the 
was the way of the game. The more the group, the happiness, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the less freedom I had, and the more headaches I had, and and you know, so on and so forth. So I had to learn that it's not just about creating business; it's for the sake of why we create a business, and to make sure that we build a business and create a business with the end in mind, like we started with, that's really aligned with what we want out of life. And that's different for everyone. Yet we all kind of go into entrepreneurship with the same gung-ho and scale the business and build it to whatever level. And, you know, like there's the same recipe for everyone. And it's really not. So that's what I teach through my own experience is that we have to start the end of mind. And what the end in mind is for an entrepreneur, it starts with this question of what is a good life? So it's very philosophical, yet we start these businesses without asking ourselves personally, what is a good life? Because our business is one of the mechanisms that we use to build a life that's good for us. And my good life is different than your good life is different than somebody else's good life. So that's what I teach now and why I'm passionate about doing it, because I don't want other entrepreneurs to build something that they hate is like what I found myself doing. No, look, I I love that uh, that concept. I mean, the purpose, like, why do you do the things you do? And that's a big part of the reason I start with that question is uh, is understanding why people do what they do, understanding why entrepreneurs are doing what they're doing. It is a somewhat philosophical question, but it becomes really important in the actions that we take and the decisions that we make as entrepreneurs to to navigate those things. So sim similar to you, I started as an entrepreneur very young. My youngest brother still runs the company that I founded when I was 15 years old. And he has grown it into a you know, multi, multi-million dollar enterprise, multiple locations, all these things. It just kept growing. And uh, But then I stepped away from that. I went into the corporate world for 17 years and uh, and then came back into the entrepreneurial world about seven, eight years ago. So, uh, so hearing your journey of sort of those, you know, challenges, ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, I know my audience will appreciate and, and respect those things because it's not always easy being an entrepreneur. So, um, so you've mentioned a little bit that you've been doing, so you're training or you're helping entrepreneurs to align their purpose. Is that, did I... Did I gather that correctly out of out of some of the stuff that you uh, you talked about there? Well, I teach business and money. I teach entrepreneurs how to build businesses that are, that are aligned with their personal ambition, and I teach that there are like these three ambitions. And so, to be to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be ambitious, like because it's that ambition and that passion that exists inside of the ambition that we have. That's that fuel that gets us up to do this every single day, even when we're not making money, even when things are breaking down, even when it looks like it won't work. It's like, no, we've got that DNA that says, nope, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this work. And we get up and do it over and over and over again without any guarantee of a paycheck. So it's a very, like I said, there's a DNA of a true entrepreneur. And many of us are not employable by somebody else because we push the boundaries and we don't like to be told no. And we don't like to be told how to do things. And we don't like politics. You know, there's, again, there's these certain things inside of us that we can't change that. And that's why it makes us an entrepreneur. But again, comes yeah, with a lot of risk. You're speaking my language. So, all right. So one, so one is ambition. You said there were three things. So one is ambition. What are the other two things? 
Well, there's three ambitions. And so like I said, it's just that the, the entrepreneurs have ambition. But what I like to take the, the entrepreneurs through is to understand there are three ambitions inside of being ambitious. And the first one is what we call a life as a lifestyle ambition. Right. So it starts there. And that's where I'm saying, what, what is a good life? What did we want our lifestyle to look like? And that means the things that we have, you know, the, you know, the, the house that we live in, the cars that we drive, the vacations that we take, the schools we send our kids to, whatever that is, you know, and that's different for everyone. So that's like the cost of our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But there's also the time freedom, like how much time do we want to have to do certain things? And some people, you know, if you want to be a billionaire, that's a certain ambition for being a billionaire. That's going to come at a trade-off of maybe time with family or time other places. But if that's the ambition, then that's, again, that's the end in mind. Like I said earlier in my career with my first business, my first successful business, that is, is that I wanted to be Inc. 500, fastest growing. I wanted to be all these things. And that's what I was building because that's all I was kind of kind of taught to think is just scale and grow and be one of the biggest and the best and the fastest growing. And I was on that path and I was doing it very successfully. But again, it came at a great cost. And my cost of mine, it came to my health. Like Mm. I nearly died because my whole body broke down because I was pushing so hard for that one thing without having any other narrative for what I wanted my life to look like. And I missed a a lot of life in that ambition. And for me, because of my health breakdown, it caused me to realize through that life event that that really wasn't my lifestyle ambition, that my lifestyle, I wanted my, I I wanted something different. I wanted time to focus on my health. I wanted time to focus on my family. I wanted time to enjoy the mountains right out my back door here in Park City, Utah, you know, and, and so, but that's called the lifestyle ambition. Again, that's asking this question, what is a good life and how do I live it? And like I said, that includes the things, but more le- more more than that includes how we want our day-to-day life to look and our year-to-year life to look. So that's called the lifestyle ambition. And the work starts there. And then the second piece then is our financial ambition. So our financial ambition then is just that, is how much money is enough? That asks this question of how much money is enough mm-hmm. to support and underwrite the cost of living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so we need to know, again, and when we talk about the end in mind, and then we have these optics or these milestones, we need to gear our lives to make sure we're on track with that. Like, how are we doing financially? And financial ambition is our personal. So we're not even talking about business yet. This is still personal. So that financial ambition asks the question of how much does it cost to live this lifestyle that I want? Is it 100000 a year? 500,000 a year, a million a year, 5 million a year, we all get to decide because there's going to be a trade-off for whatever that is because working and building a business relative to the different amounts equals different amounts of time and commitment. So, but that's how much money it costs to live our life. But then there's also the second ingredient that I find very few entrepreneurs ever take the time to calculate. And that asks the question, how much is enough to retire? How much is enough to retire early? Because retirement we have in our head that's like, you know, when we're 70 or 65 or something. And being younger entrepreneurs, many times it can be difficult to connect to that age. But if we say to retire early, 
what I mean by that is being financially free at a younger age where we have all of our time to do whatever we want because our net worth and the value of our personal life detached from our business is enough to fund the cost of our lifestyle. So what we're doing with our lifestyle and financial ambition is we're we're very clear on what our life is, how much cost to live it, and when when can we be financially free to what net worth or dollar amount. So those are very important metrics for us to know, both philosophical and very practical, calculable. Yeah. So that's that's the fight. That's the lifestyle ambition. And then that's the um, financial ambition. Then the final one is what we call a business ambition. And the business ambition is that is like, okay, if, if I'm an entrepreneur, what's my business ambition? What is the goal or the vision and mission? The, starting with the vision, kind of the financial vision. Do I need a six-figure business, a seven-figure business, an eight-figure business, a 10-figure business? We get to decide. But what size business do I really need to build that's going to give me the time that I want, the money that I want, and ultimately allow me enough money that I can build this financial future that I want to do? Because it's very likely that 10, 15, 20 years from now, I'm going to want to do something radically different than what I started off. I don't know any real entrepreneur that wants to be doing the exact same thing in the exact same business 20 years from now, yet we have no other plan. We don't start with the end in mind. So then that's the business. (laughs) Once we have the business ambition, now we can build a business to that size. And that becomes the the business purpose is like, or is the business owner. That's our agenda is like, Hey, all right. If I'm a startup or wherever I am, I know where I am along the way to build in the business to the size that's going to fully fund my entire life according to the life and lifestyle that I want. Yeah. So so I heard the, so the three things, the lifestyle, the financial, and the business, thinking about those three ambitions, how did you develop this concept? How did, so as I, I heard some of this, like you've built several businesses, you've gone through, so how did you reach this conclusion? Was there a moment in your life where you're like, these are the three things that I that I am really passionate about and that I understand and I want to help other people understand. How did you come to that conclusion? A lot of it came through my own journey, but what I I was studying both money and wealth and how to build financial freedom and studying business at the same time, but business and entrepreneurialism. But they didn't overlap. They were they both of these domains that I was studying in because I wanted financial freedom and I wanted to build a really successful business. They were almost mutually exclusive. Like they, it, it, and it didn't make sense to me that why are these being taught differently? And what I found the the flaw in the business piece is it's though as long as you build a successful business, your life is going to work out just fine. And all you have to do, you don't have to worry about the rest of life, just be successful at business and miraculously, that's it. So business was taught in this very um, single container, like all by itself. Then over here, money and wealth too, is like, hey, business doesn't really fit into this. It's like, how do you invest? And, and what is an asset? And how do you create passive income? And then that was all in this real investment financial freedom container. Again, it, there's no yeah. business talked about at all. And what's completely left out of both of these was 
where is life in this? Because I was working in both of these separate containers, building wealth over here and building a business. And my life was a shit show, even though I was succeeding in these other two areas because they weren't connected to what was meaningful to me and what I wanted. I just thought if I built enough wealth and built enough big enough business, my life would work out. But what was nothing in there about marriage, about children, about experiencing life, creating memories about my health and my wellness that was absent in these other two categories. And so succeeding in these other two categories came at a great cost of family and my health and very few experiences that were outside of my um, wealth. Like I said, it just, I was just trying to, I was just chasing the dollar and chasing the success without realizing or having any reason why I was doing that other than to succeed in these two things. So it's just really, like I said, my unfolding of my own life journey and kind of the lack of happiness outside of just being connected to all of the success and kind of the ego type uh, uh, benefits that came out of that. But once I detached from that ego and at that feeling of self-importance, I realized there wasn't much underneath that. So that's really what's brought me to do now is want to teach entrepreneurs that we need to connect all three of these dots together. And when they're connected, now we're leaving our full life within purpose, not just a, our business yeah. purpose, for example. No, I think, And I think this is relevant for um executives in, in, in larger companies as well. And I'll say this from the standpoint that I lived that life for a while as well. And there was a moment that I've, I've shared with a, with a number of people where I was living in the Philippines, right? I'd, managing hundreds of people, managing big multinational, you know, lived overseas for five years. But there was this moment where I was having chest pains and I went to see a doctor and I'll never forget, there was this Filipino doctor sitting behind the desk and he says, what brings you into my office today? I said, well, I've got chest pain. He says, well, tell me about your work. Is it stressful? And I'm like, no, it's not stressful. I manage a couple hundred people on night shift, you know, and he's like, oh, okay, well, how much coffee do you drink? And I'm like, drink a couple of Americanos every night to stay awake all night, you know? Well, how much sleep do you get? Well, I don't sleep much because I drink two Americanos every night to stay awake at night shift. And you know, how much exercise do you get? Well, I don't exercise because I don't sleep because I drink two Americanos to stay awake to manage it. And he's he, literally, this was the medical advice. He looked across his desk at me. He said, you seem like a smart guy. You're going to figure this out. You don't need medicine. You don't need, you know, tests, anything like that. You're a smart guy. You'll figure this out. How How are you enjoying your life in the Philippines otherwise? This was that was the entire doctor visit right there. And some like that was it. He wasn't prescribing anything to me. He wasn't going to test me for anything. It was four questions. And he's like, you seem like a smart guy. You're going to figure this out. How, how are you enjoying your life in the Philippines otherwise? And that was a life changing moment for me. And, uh, and and then so I go out, and, you know, quit the corporate world to start a business. They, you know, you can live the same things <laughs> in a, in a business. Thing. So, yeah. so I, I love like the things that you're saying resonate with like my lived experiences of, uh, of seeking ambition and what does ambition mean? It's not just about financial. It's not just about ego. It's how, how do you balance these things? So, so, so the people in our audience who are listening to this, how how can they find out more from you? I mean, I'm sure that this is resonating with with some of the entrepreneurs and executives who are listening to this. 
how do they find out more about it? How do they find, you know, connect with you and, and learn more about how to kind of find this balance in life that, uh, that you're helping people with? Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking that. I just want to say like your story, my story, it's all of our story. I mean, and what a brilliant question. Like, how are you enjoying the Philippines otherwise? It is that aha moment, but we normalize it. Like you didn't even think twice about this lifestyle. It's just, it was so invisible. And that's your point exactly is what I'm trying to bring to the forefront. So we can observe ourselves by basically being a way that to ask that same question that your doctor asked you, it's just that wake up because yeah, we are smart people. Why is this so invisible until it's brought to our attention? You had chest pains, you know, I had my thing to kind of cause us to, that that becomes a wake up. So I just like to say that, thanks for sharing that story because it's the same for all of us, entrepreneurs and those that are ambitious, whether it's entrepreneurship or, you know, incorporate, it's that same ambition drive that we have, that we have to, we just have to balance it for the sake of health and happiness. And, and that's why my brand is my brand is because it, we, we want to seek wealth. We want to be successful. We want to build great businesses, but not at the cost of our life, not at the cost of our relationships and not at the cost of our own health and well-being. So that's our job as ambitious people is to find, I don't like the word balance because, you know, we're totally out of balance, but we're, we're aware of what we're sacrificing and how much we're willing to sacrifice to achieve any of these things and look at our life at more of a holistic level. So that's- I, I love thanks. that. Yeah. Thank you for that correction. I love that word awareness rather than balance. We, we are out of balance, but let's become aware of where, where we're out of balance and make those conscious decisions about, so what do I do with that, right? Yeah, and that's really, that is the entrepreneurial myth. And so the entrepreneurial myth basically says that if I work really hard and build this great business and become successful in business, the rest of my life is going to work out. And it's, it's categorically false. Like there's no guarantee that a successful business equals a successful life. And what we want is we want a successful life and build a business that's going to be in line with a successful life. And of course, the business needs to be successful, but the be-all, end-all is not the successful business. The be-all, end-all is a successful life. That's the be-all, end-all. So that's where we need to start and then back into, you know, reverse engineer back into it. So anyway, to reach me, where I like to start people is um, I have a quiz and it's, it's what I call the money quiz. And it's just a money quiz to find out basically how aligned or disaligned we are with everything we just talked about. And how much are we aware of how much money is enough? And what is my lifestyle ambition? So there's this little 10 question quiz. It takes like five minutes. It's super fun and easy. And then what's attached to it is a workbook that's a guide that kind of helps us ask this question. What is a good life and how much does it cost to live it? as just a, an action to take to see how aligned or out of alignment we are. So that's a, it's called wisemoneymethod.com slash quiz, wisemoneymethod.com slash quiz. So again, just simple, easy little quiz and a nice little attachment that has fill in the blanks as maybe a new uh, aha or awareness that can be that doctor to you and the doctor to me that created us this mirror to say, oh, you're right. I'm not enjoying the Philippines. I've never stepped outside the office in my five years of being here. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on, Christina. This is I, I'm definitely going to go take take the uh, take the quiz myself. We will share that in the uh, in the show notes and stuff with our audience. So thank you so much, Christina, for being on this episode of Optics in Action and uh, wish you all the best in your future successes. And same to you. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for listening to the Optics in Action podcast. If you are interested in the podcast, we welcome you to subscribe on your preferred platform, follow us on LinkedIn, or learn more at epsoptics.com. If you or someone you know is interested in applying to be a guest on this podcast, you can find more information at podcast.epsoptics.com. This is Ryan Weiss thanking you for listening to Optics in Action.